Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ross and joining me this week we have Adam, Colin and Joe making his return to the podcast. Hello gentlemen. Hi there. Hello. Evening. How are you all doing? All good? Joe you've been to the uh, sunny north haven't you this weekend? I have, I have yeah massive traffic issues but apart from that <laughs> very enjoyable. No horses been punched oh. in Newcastle this weekend? No nothing like that um, that, I, that I could see um, <laughs> but I, I didn't hang about for too long to really take any notice. For your own safety. Yeah, so obviously, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, are we trying to insinuate that Joe's not already from the north? <laughs> He's from the <laughs> n- northerner, even further north. Colin, have you bought your house yet? Well, it's going through the motions. Um, so, you know, you've got to go through a lot of paperwork and what have you, haven't you? Mm. But, uh, not today. I've been mostly putting up a, a kid's playhouse oh, wow. in the garden. <laughs> um, the instructions say it'll take 45 minutes. <laughs> took me about three hours <laughs> so um but i've seen how you follow the instructions to how to eat how to cook heartbreak bread so. <laughs> yeah. yeah there was literally sweat dripping off me trying to work this out it was oh, terrible well, did, what, did you have your um did you have children there just giving you um what should we say constructive criticism <laughs> why isn't it ready yet daddy i want to play <laughs> No, I did the smart thing and didn't tell my lad I was building it, so it was a surprise. <laughs> and then just while I was preparing for this podcast, um, so about six o'clock it was completed, I, I took him out. Um, that was an error, because um, he didn't want to come back in. <laughs> so Still still there now? <laughs> no, he's, he, well, I had to literally drag him in. Um, and of course, he was crying his head off, and so tip of the day for me not to do that in future. So. <laughs> Uh, Adam, you've had trouble with the London travel today. Yep, but yesterday was the end of the financial year, so it's pretty much my my um, my best day. It's like New Year's Eve, Ross. Fair enough. <laughs> but for accountants, you can imagine. Spirits are up, are they? Spirits are in the sky. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some football, shall we? Let's start with uh, Manchester City 4, Southampton 1, the early kickoff on Saturday. All started pretty well for City. Penalty after the third minute, Yaya Torre. Then uh, Saints equalised before two goals right in half-time, Nazarene Dzeko, and then Jovetic with the fourth. Doesn't really affect Saints in any way, as uh, Newcastle have stopped playing this season as well. But... Probably harsh on Saints, I thought. I thought they actually played a lot better than a 4-1 scoreline would suggest. Yeah. There's an uh, injury to Jay Rodriguez as well, which is... Uh... A bad injury, it looked like, as well. Is it? I haven't heard any news on it yet. I don't know if anyone else has seen anything. Oh, that could be. No, I haven't. No, I haven't seen anything. But the way he went down on his leg and just sort of twisted, you could tell his knee was taking all the pressure. And as soon as it happened, it was on his own. No, no, no other player involved. Yeah. Um, but you could. I, I was watching it and I just went, oof. And when he was being stretched off, he was being given gas and air, which is never a good sign. No. <laughs> That sounds very similar to the uh, Michael Bridges. Colin, do you remember that one? On his yeah. own in the centre circle and just collapsed and never really played professional football again. <laughs> He's in Australia now. Does it count? It was funny on uh, on Match of the Day last night because they actually showed a replay of that injury more than one of the City goals. Really? Yeah, and, and every time it's just you have to watch it from behind. Well, I had to watch it from behind my hands because like, uh, I'm squeamish like that. I don't know why um, they do that. I just, yeah. I just found it funny they showed it from every angle, zoomed up, zoomed out, everything. It would, it would just, it would really focused on his knee popping out of place. Oh, lovely. But, but yeah, if um, if it had been like one of those double breaks to someone's shin, like the Ramsey one or the Eduardo one, mm. they'd never show it again, and you'd have to go on YouTube to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what stood out for me is that I mean, first of all, the the Nazi goal shouldn't, in my opinion, have stood. I was offside, really. Oh, because the one where David Silva was in a different time zone. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Um, the, o- the only thing I can assume there is that the linesman thinks that that's hit a Southampton player. He has to. Surely, yeah, there's no other explanation for how he's allowed that to stand. <clears throat> what, else, what else, Colin? You said you had a few things that struck Well, what else, what else stood out for me is that um, what I took from the game is that 4-1 flattered Man City a little bit, but Southampton did manage to break Manchester City's defence on a number of occasions. And that's going to be food for thought for Suarez and Sturridge and Brendan Rodgers for their next game, which is against Manchester City. Mm. You know, if Suarez and Sturridge can do the same, maybe they can finish off a little bit better than, or, or deliver something a little bit better than Adam Lallana did when he when he broke free of their defence. Yeah, I think there was definitely something to play on for Liverpool. Um, I mean, I listened to it on the radio on the way up to Newcastle, and it sounds like Lallana got in on his own around about two or three times in the first half, um, <laughs> but couldn't control. Um, and I just think that Suarez in them positions, he'll be lethal. Liverpool should really, really play on getting in behind Dean Michaelis, definitely. Yeah, any of those front three of Liverpool are going to run rings around Dean Michaelis, aren't they? <laughs> Do you not think that do you not think that they'll they'll play a different a, a completely different team though? Can you not see Pelle, I can see Pellegrini going and playing with three central midfielders again, like he did in against Barcelona in the Champions League. Maybe Garcia Have, um, in the hole. F- f- Fernandinho and Garcia sitting and play, and Yaya playing further up. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably that pretty much is how I reckon they'll set up. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and that that can give them a lot more defensive solidity and. I know that it's kind of jumping around chronologically here, but while they did win today, Liverpool weren't able, this same Sturridge and Suarez weren't able to break down the West Ham defence. No. The same way they did the Spurs defence the week before. So. I think that's because, though, that West Ham will have set up to, to stop that, whereas maybe Man City didn't set up to stop Southampton. Hmm. So I think, you know what I mean? I think that's why Liverpool maybe struggled today, but but Southampton did better yesterday, sort of thing. And at the same time, we could. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Joe. We could see see Man City set up in that way to try and try to stop them, or they could throw throw caution to the wind and say, "Look, defending might not be our our greatest strength, but actually, our back four is probably better than Liverpool's back four, <laughs> and um, our strikers are perhaps just, just as just as good because um, they've been hinting at Aguero coming back for." For about a good week or so now, so yeah. you you don't know when he's gonna gonna resurface. Scoring a fair we, amount of goals without him. Exactly, <laughs> you could, you could, we could end up with a, a game that finishes five four. Yeah, <laughs> oh. uh, well, I read I read a stat today that I think it I think I'm sure it were Man City and Liverpool have both conceded more goals than Crystal Palace this season, <laughs> which is like unbelievable to think of. But it makes for a great game next weekend. Mm. Now let's let's move on to the. Uh... Newcastle Man United game uh, finished four 0 to Man United. Joe, you were there. Um, Newcastle, yeah. they weren't yeah. there pretty much, were they? No, no, they, they weren't there at all. Um, they were there was there was nothing. There was no leadership. There was no creativity. They they, they were on the sun lounges already, basically. <laughs> and I mean, Alan Pardew left apparently fifteen minutes before the game. Really? So I think I think he would just fill it in his uh, online account with Jet Two. <laughs> Well, it's it's good it's good in a way for me United to get some confidence up for the Bayern game, but playing against such an inept team won't have done them many favours well, either. I think, I think it's this classic thing, you know, everyone's been saying this season that Manchester United aren't as good as seasons gone past and things like this. I think a Manchester United of seasons gone past would have won that seven or eight, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So I think although it looks good a four nil victory away from home, I still think that it it could have been so much more. It would have been even more ruthless under Ferguson. Do you, do you reckon Newcastle just t- so they'll turn up for training on Monday morning, and then reckon they t- the, I reckon they turn up and there's just like a big bus in the in the car park at the training ground, and I reckon Pardew's got no idea what it's doing there, and then it, basically the rest of the next couple of days just turns into the plot of the Jolly Boys outing from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> they come back on they come back on Friday, they play their game. That's all Pardew knows. <laughs> <laughs> No, Pardew was driving the bus. He's sort of like a <laughs> summer holiday. You know, he just like, uh, singing along. Just got just got Gutierrez turning up with a big inflatable dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> you had a particular issue with Dan Gosling, Joe, didn't you? 
Yeah, everyone's I'm... got an everyone's got an issue with Daniel Sturridge. Evan Burns especially. Apart from the fact that he runs like the Tin Man, <laughs> he can't he can't move his head without moving his shoulders and the top half of his body. Um, apart from that, he, I, I don't understand how he gets a Premiership, how he can play for a Premiership team. I just I just I don't see it anywhere. He he can't tackle, he can't pass, he can't even run. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing there. To tell you the truth. Talk about a career going backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing well, instead of Yang and Biwa and Ryan Taylor yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's it must be it must, must be heartbreaking for them to see Dan Gosling. In <laughs> I mean Ben Arthur were on bench as well. What must he be thinking? Yeah. I mean, you've got Dan Gosling playing in front of you. This guy, <laughs> at start of season, this guy was Newcastle's biggest hope of an attacking threat. And now all of a sudden, Dan Gosling's keeping you on bench. I mean, I mean, he must be he must be absolutely angry at that. He must be wanting to smack Pardew. Especially considering the, the one reason you might not pick um, Hatton Benafa is because maybe he's a bit mercurial. Do you trust him? Mm. A bit... A bit hot-headed, anything can happen. But Newcastle don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) They don't give one solitary shit. So I I reckon anyone could get a game. But I I reckon we're probably only a week or two away from maybe seeing Ashley on the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of, I've bought the shirt, I may as well use it. There were were actually a couple of interesting points um, not related to the game there. The first point that I picked up on, it's my first first visit to St. James's Park, so I, I, I did a little bit of looking around while we were there. And uh, the first point is that every advertising board is took up by sportsdirect.com. Yeah. Now, now that 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 defeats the object for me because Mike Ashley owns them. So he's basically taking money from one company and putting it into another. <laughs> that seems strange. Why not sell them advertising holdings to someone else? It's just, honestly, and the people in the crowd uh, are wearing sportsdirect.com stuff, so it's obviously working. <laughs> And hold, then, on, I'm, hold on, I'm hold on. I'm an accountant. Him, I make my money and just moving money around. <laughs> well, let's, not, yeah, let's, so. let's not criticize this. <laughs> it puts no, food on my table. I don't know. Um, and the second point was Chris Kamara fell down the steps at halftime. Uh, this was fantastic. You're obviously late because the second half was just kicking off, and he he ran out of the press lounge and up the stairs, barging everyone out of the way, um, sort of in typical Cami style. Yeah. Uh, and then as he went to uh, as he went to go up a step, he, he missed it and, and cut his shin. Um, and it one of the moments like a Family Guy or something, you know, where he just like <laughs> sat on the floor rubbing his shin for about five minutes. It, it, that that was the highlight for me. It's a shame they didn't cut to him then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it were, yeah. And we're, and we're with Chris Kamara at St James's Park <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> uh. Am I the everyone seems? To, am I the only one who thinks he's a bit of a dickhead? <laughs> I like him as a player. He's a bit of a joke, isn't he? A, yeah, he is. He's like novelty value, isn't he? That's what it is. Yeah, it's the same goes for most of that. Almost, that they lot, though. You, yeah, you'd think people would would want to be proper journalists, yeah. not not novelty value. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Merson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on then to uh, Chelsea beat Stoke in the evening game, three uh, nil. Fairly comfortable. Stoke never looked like they were going to get anything out of the game. For a three 0 win, it was incredibly dull. I thought. So boring. Yeah. It reminded. I started. I started watching that. I thought. I remember. I've seen this somewhere before, <laughs> and then I realised that it was just Jose Mourinho's old Chelsea. Yes. Yeah, it really was. And I thought, I, I didn't enjoy watching you. No, you. And I don't think I'm efficient. going to again. <laughs> yeah. Lampard missed a penalty, but then smashed in the rebound. Colin Hart must have been in the mouth when he missed a penalty. Yeah, but he made amends, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Just, just uh, as an aside on that, uh, that, that was um, Frank Lampard's 50th penalty wow. in the Premier League. His 250th club goal as well. How, how many has he scored, co- scored Colin? Well, I was going to throw this out to you guys because I know how many penalties he's scored this out of those 50. Does, does anybody want to hazard a guess? 39. 42. Okay. Joe? I'll go 32. No, it's more. Four, 43. Ooh. Ooh. Not bad. Now, I'm not a little bit unsure about this because do you count this as him scoring the penalty, this last no, one? No, no, no definitely not. So, but uh, from the stats I've got, 43 out of 50. Not bad. <laughs> I think... Sure is laughing at him, but still. Did anyone remember the, hear the, remember the stat from the, the game today? Because I'm fairly sure that Gerard took his 50th penalty today. Probably this season. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, 
I can't remember how many he'd scored. I have to look into that. Almost definitely going to be what, like probably forty-four. Yeah. <laughs> <Lampard's luck. laughs> yeah. And and what we're talking about penalties, a word has to go to Ricky Lambert, doesn't it? Oh yeah. He scored. Is it thirty-four out of thirty-four for Southampton or something like yeah, that? He takes some. He just absolutely fucking thunders them into the goal. That's the way he should take a penalty. Yeah. Well. That that is the way you should take apparently. Belt it. That's what Shearer did. They all went in apart from. Did he miss one? I think towards the end. And you, you make a very good point, Joe. If you think ahead towards the World Cup, <laughs> that that is a definite. It, honestly, that's a definite plus point for him yeah. going over Andy Carroll, because we all know England end up in penalties at some point. They're going to end up on penalties at some point if they get through the group stage. It's going to be worth. Roy throwing him on, if he's if he's a sub, for example, you know he's not going to start probably, you know, bringing him on, so that he can take a penalty. Talking Ricky Lambert, thought, Shearer. Ricky Lambert. <laughs> hey, if Shearer was fit enough, I'd take him in all. But... <laughs> Do you just want some sort of like backup team of of just penalty takers, like some like relief pitching in Major League Baseball, <laughs> NFL special teams. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to another game. Um, massive win for Fulham. Off the foot of the table now. Managed to beat Villa 2-1. Um, should have been even more comfortable. Hope he had a goal that was, according to Phil Thompson, 95% across the line. But the other 5% is what counts, apparently. Um, yeah, off the bottom. Up into 18th place, actually. Sunderland, the bottom of the table. Cardiff just below them. Uh, just below Fulham, sorry. So, it's not all over yet, is it? Massive game next weekend for Fulham. Is it Norwich? Yeah, Norwich. Um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely massive. They win that. And then, have you seen Norwich's running? Yes. Yeah, if, if Fulham win that, then then there's got to be some real belief there that they can stay up. Yeah, this game this weekend is effectively Norwich's last game of the season. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to finish with 32 points if they don't get a win next weekend. Exactly. So that's how big it is for Fulham as well. No, Christian Benteke for... Villa though and he's going to be out of the World Cup as well isn't he uh, an Achilles tendon injury yeah I mean I mean Lukaku just ha- is having like the best of times at the moment isn't he in the nice nicest way possible hmm. like, you don't you, you don't want you, you feel bad for the guy but <laughs> things are really going well for, for Lukaku right now he's yeah. got some good form everything's coming up Millhouse for him <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, massive win for Fulham, and yeah, it's. I think Villa are going to be safe. Thirty-four points, though. It's still, it's still so close. Yeah, but they've got Grant Holt up front. So that his first goal in, I think it was fifteen months. Yeah, something like that. I mean, he used to play for for Sheffield Wednesday when he was a bit younger. Um, and when I were a kid, I got I got a photo with him, right. and I I was so so happy. I didn't hear I didn't hear him again for about five or six years until Norwich got into Premiership, but he. Uh, I can see why why he goes long periods without scoring goals. Yeah. He's, he's not the uh, most mobile of forwards, is he? No, he's definitely not. And he weren't when he was 18 either. <laughs> Nothing's changed. I mean, it's not as if his legs have gone and he's lost half a yard of pace. He's, <laughs> he's, he's never had that half a yard of pace. Woodrow started again for Fulham, Colin? Well, it's working. Know, the guy seems to like him. It's working. They've, they've won a game. <laughs> Can I just say because you know we mentioned the uh, the Fulham Norwich game that it's definitely worth a listen to tune into Man on the Post extra time this week because those guys the podcast comes out midweek and they look ahead toward the weekend games and they've got some absolute crackers um, of which that game is one and also you've got Liverpool Man City as well mm. so. Um, those guys do an excellent job of uh, looking ahead to the game, so it's definitely worth uh, downloading that podcast. Emma gets a lot of grief from uh, Norwich fans, doesn't she? <laughs> she does a little, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that, um, as Tom said in last week's pod when I wasn't here, that Fulham really do look to have, have turned a bit of a corner. Mm. They played very well against Everton. And they they weren't deserving of a three-one defeat. Um. In fact, I would have said that they probably were 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 worth a point, if not if not more than that, probably. And they've actually gotten and managed to um, show that dominance in this week. This week and come away with some points. Mm. Um, you you wonder whether 
whether McGat's having actually having the effect on the players that he, that they needed is is a case of whether it's too little, too late. Yeah, their goal difference is still not helping them, is it? Minus forty one. A lot of that came early season, and uh, especially under Rene Mullenstein. Goal difference is goal difference is only an issue if you get you need to get within the same points as them first. Yeah, true. But yeah, the, the teams that they could feasibly catch, they've all got much better goal differences. It's odd to say Norwich is minus twenty six is much better. But quick question: in in your your opinion, who from the football this season, which three would you would you not miss from the Premiership? Uh, Cardiff definitely. Yeah, definitely. Are we talking in an ideal world? Well, out out of the realistic candidates to go down. Oh, okay. but, uh, so, <laughs> so, so you're saying we're not allowed to say Liverpool? <laughs> I, I don't like watching Villa. I don't like watching Cardiff. I haven't seen any of the rest of them enough, really. I think Norwich are boring. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I'd like to see Norwich stay up for the pure fact that they've kept one manager all season. I think that's something to be uh, to be to be rewarded. Um, and on the other hand, Fulham have had three, so <laughs> yeah. so for me, for me, that's that's a reason to get relegated. Mm, I can see your point there, definitely. It's this this Sunderland is the wild card in all of this, and they've still got three but games in hand. Don't you think, Joe, that Fulham could do something crazy at any moment, and and that's brilliant. Whereas Norwich is just boring. Like I said, <laughs> oh. not just not even going to sack a manager. Nothing is going on. <laughs> Literally, it yeah. must be so sleepy in Norwich. <laughs> I've been I've been to Carrow Road a couple of times this season, and uh, and it is it's it's a bit like a, a ghost town at times. Um, but I ju- I just think I think as, as the old cliche goes in this in today's game in uh, this day and age, managers aren't given enough time. And I think if if Chris Hewton gets them to stay up, then then that deserves that deserves uh, a lot of praise for for the team he's got. What did you think about the pedestrianisation of the city centre? Uh, I didn't go into the city centre. <laughs> Missing out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to Cardiff nil, Crystal Palace three. Um, huge win uh, again for Palace there. They've Pulis has worked wonders with this team. They were dead and buried, weren't they, under Holloway this season? This is where bookmakers confuse me because um, uh, Palace were outsiders for this game. Really. Yeah, and I had them. Uh, they were nailed on to me. <laughs> yeah, I would massively fancy them over Cardiff most weeks. As I was, as I said, Cardiff, a Cardiff home win was the favourite result. Um, I think Palace was even a, um, a Palace win was above the draw, which you don't, which is the kind of thing you normally see when when you, the bookies are expecting a heavy home win. Yeah, and I don't know where anyone would see that coming. No, this Cardiff team have been inept basically all season, and. So, uh, yeah, I, I lumped on on the single. The thing with Crystal Palace is that their history tells you, apart from this game, that they struggle to score. Mm. So, at best, they're going to get one goal, occasionally but, two, and then a the goal banging three. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, they can also defend really well. We know that, mm. as, as Joe pointed out of his stat earlier on. But we know that Cardiff can't. <laughs> Yeah, they really can't. So, so Palace, I, I had no no fear that Palace wouldn't pick up a goal somewhere. If I'm honest, I did think it would probably be a a one nil win. Yeah, that's what I that's what I had in my Super Six when I did my my predictions for that. But I I definitely saw the Palace win. Jason Punchin with two excellent goals in this game. He's been fantastic for them this season, even with having to pay a fifteen grand fine for slagging off Warnock. But he's one of them players, a bit like Wayne Routledge. Who, who seems it never seems to get older for one, <laughs> yeah. And for two, he he always const- continuously punched above his weight. Mm. It just seems to it seems to pull them things out of the bag when when you don't expect a player maybe of that quality to do it. Yeah, we seem. Well, I think I think other than um, than Greg and Tom for obvious reasons, I think we all thought that the signing of Jason Punchon was actually a very good bit of business for Palace. Yeah. Didn't cost them a lot of money. And we've been proven right. Why was that not? <laughs> <laughs> and they're not here to argue it either, so it's not on that, you <laughs> two. Um, whole week Swansea 1 0. Not Don't care. really a great deal to say about that one. <laughs> I'm can, done with can it. I just, uh, can, can I just say one thing about this? 
Go ahead, bro. Um, Hall City are now officially selling uh, <laughs> Steve Bruce masks. I would just Face make the same point. Absolutely. It's a good point to make as well. Um, <laughs> they're £1.50. Um, and you may say, well, why, why are all these tight Yorkshiremen going to pay £1.50 for a Steve oh. Bruce mask? I'm a Yorkshireman myself. It's all right, Joe. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but the thing is, all the money goes to charity. Right? So there's even more reason to buy one. Sorry, so, what is a... What is a Steve Bruce face mask? <laughs> it's a mask that you put on your face. It looks a bit like Steve Bruce. Made of cardboard. Like, like, a, like a rubber mask? No, made of cardboard. Yeah. Ah, okay. Like With the, the eyes cut out. I, the ones that I can buy on my way to work of Prince Charles yes. and Harry from One yeah. Direction <laughs> and Mr Bean. Can we get a big stock of these in and give them away as um, instead of fridge magnets? Because we would get a lot more reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make me review us for a start. <laughs> but potentially, imagine this. Hull are going to Wembley. Oh, shit. This weekend. <laughs> They're playing Sheffield United. Potentially, there could be 20,000 <laughs> Steve Bruces at Wembley at the weekend. If I was Hull, how, I'd put one on every seat. How beautiful would that be? <laughs> like their family portrait. Take a picture and shove it on mantelpiece. I remember Arsenal did that with Burkham, didn't they? One of the things one of their his last games. They had a Burkham game. Yes. Play. And that was terrifying. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they need to look anything like Steve Bruce. God. Um, is that all the Premier League games then? For yesterday. I think it is. Uh, yeah, Norwich lost to West Brom, but <coughs> we've kind of covered that's, that's a big game, isn't it? It is a big win for West Brom. It's got them onto 32 points. And it brings, I think it brings Norwich back. Yeah, they're both like, very so, It's like it's like it's like um, <laughs> Norwich are like one of those people who've got like um, like something like one of those jaw things that like slam shuts, and they like <laughs> they like to like dip their hand into it and then try and pull it out just before it gets to them. <laughs> yeah, it worked last and season. In a minute, they're going to lose some fingers. <laughs> well, they've got plenty to lose. Oh, that's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on to today's games. Let's start at Goodison. Adam, how, ex- how happy are you at this result? 3-0 win. Wow. And an Arteta own goal as well. Did it, did it get given to Arteta in the end? Yeah. It definitely looked like an own goal, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's harsh on him, though. I, He's, he, I like him. He's done well for um, Everton and Arsenal. Oh, I don't. I don't think my Arsenal-supporting friend who I watch the game with would agree with you. You know, I think I think he's been a good player. Whoa. He he was turning the air blue with how poor Arteta was, <laughs> and he was. He he really was inept in the game. Yeah, Absolutely. fair enough in this game. Yeah, I thought Arsenal were really poor. Yeah, really poor. Um, and but they have they have got so the the running is easy for them. They've got. But then saying that they the last two games they've got are um, West Brom at home and Norwich away. <sighs> now they're winnable games. Yeah. But teams who've got things to desperately got things to win, and Arsenal also have a habit of playing against teams at the end of the season still without for having fourth place secured mm. when they're battling with Tottenham and losing at home to Wigan, for example. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these things have happened before. <laughs> They're clinging on to fourth place. Currently, just down to the fact that they've played one more game than you, I think. They have, yeah. <laughs> and um, so we'll be playing our game in hand is against Palace, um, not this midweek, next week, yeah. midweek. But they don't have a Premier League game this weekend, so we can actually go above them. Oh. Above above them this weekend <laughs> because they're, they're playing they're playing Wigan in the FA Cup final um, semi final, which I could see them losing as well. <laughs> I'm telling you that that it's going to be Wenger in Brussels eating chips with mayonnaise off the grid, not wearing any shoes. <laughs> that's one. He's doing a Stephen Fry. That's one further than driving to Tobler and uh, driving to Dundee in your bare feet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought Everton, Everton. I don't know what. What do you guys think? Did were Everton brilliant or Arsenal inept? I think it's a bit of both. I think Everton's brilliance made Arsenal look so inept. I don't know if anyone else agrees with that, but yeah, I thought I thought Everton, especially going forward, um, was so much better than Arsenal. I mean, I don't I don't understand why. Maybe maybe 
maybe I don't understand this because I haven't seen Arsenal a lot this season, but why players, why Podolski and Rasiki still play in front of like Oxlade Chamberlain? Mm. Because the one thing that Arsenal have got is pace. Hold on, on this show, I'm not going to hear you slag off Rasiki. <laughs> no, I, we like I, him. I am not slagging him off. I am not slagging him off. Just not very place, quick. There is a place in there for it. But when you're up against players like Sylvan Distan at back, Mm. I just think I just think hit him with some pace, you know what I mean? Get out to Led Chamberlain behind the striker. Yeah. Hit him with some pace. But I, I just I, when when Rosicky and Podolski both play, they seem to play in, um, in front of the back four a lot. Mm. And I just think I just think they 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 miss that that burst and that run. Oh, they definitely miss Fear Walcott. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um I did highlight before the game, I did think that um as Ross definitely well know knows well that um my disdain for how much Lukaku likes to go and try and play right wing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I did, did he think... on the right wing today? No, he didn't. That's just where he likes to go. Oh, just like, right. I, that's I a... thought that was a tactical thing. Um, well, I did think that that actually was going to be the situation. I did think that um, with Podolski going to offer absolutely nothing going back going backwards and Monreal playing, playing on the, on the, as left-back, I thought that... Um, we were going to have a lot of joy down that right side with yeah. Coleman bomb- with Coleman bombing forward with Morales there and with Lukaku drifting over that allowed uh, Naismith to come off the left wing and appear in the middle and um, I thought that we were going to cause a lot of problems and that was where the, the second goal came from albeit Lukaku never gave the ball to Morales just to, um, to Naismith either sorry just did it all on his own mm. makes me sad <laughs> Shut, shut your face, Adam. Shut your face. I think there's breaking news. I think there's breaking news. There is, is indeed. Well, we're breaking when this comes out, but Norwich has sacked Chris Hewton. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Where's your Hewton. Messiah now? <laughs> <laughs> well, everything that I've just said for the last 15 minutes can be... Uh, right. I'll cut all of that out. Uh, forget what I've just said. Norwich to go down. <laughs> this isn't too bad, Joe. One time, we we did our, we recorded a whole podcast. Oh, the Palo de Canio, um, wasn't it? And then 15 minutes after we recorded, Paolo Di Canio was fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Norwich to go down now. They've uh, they fell at the last hurdle for me, and um, and they've shown no guts. And that's it. Yeah, uh, three t- three manager a season, Fulham to stay up. <laughs> Replaced him with youth coach Neil Adams. Who? Oh well, that'll do well in running again. Things like this always go well because they they've normally made the ranks of youth coach for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Tim Sherwood. <laughs> that's that's a definite dig. A well placed dig that I can get fully behind. <laughs> Looking at uh, back to Everton though, they're running. Sunderland, Palace, Man United, Saints, City and Hull. There's five five out of six wins there, I think. There is. And um That's fourth place. Well, five out five out of six or six out of six. Who who are this man city that we should be afraid of? <laughs> Never heard of them. Um, I generally think that the way Martinez sets his team up, that we can we can beat anyone. Mm. We've, we've won six on the bounce. We don't go to game. We don't go to games now, whether they're big games away from home, with any fear. It's a complete Quick change notch. of attitude, isn't it, from the, the Moyes era? Yeah, this would have been set up. Keep it tight. Maybe try. We and used to turn. Back. Well, and, uh, just but more, just keep it tight. Yeah. <laughs> Quick question then: Do you think that Moyes were holding Everton back? No, because everyone everyone says what a great job he did there with no money and and continually overachieving. He did but do a great. He did do a great job. People forget that. Is that the general consensus amongst Everton fans? Um, well, I, I, as I've told you before, football fans are morons, so probably <laughs> not. Probably not. People do people do have a very short termist view. Mm. They're massively when different had... managers, though, aren't they? Um, Martinez in the way he approaches the game it's all about they, just seeing attacking football and nice passing and winning basically. they are and well and he just he, he's, he comes up with innovative tactical solutions there was, some, there was a, a point that I'm I noted in the um in the game today where when we didn't have the ball Lukaku was dropping back into the into the um the three players playing behind yeah and then they were spreading out into a four and pressing man for man the Arsenal defence. <laughs> so, and that that actually required quite a lot of, firstly Leon Osman and then Ross Barkley, because they had to be very disciplined because they had to realise that once Arsenal managed to escape that initial press, if they did, that he had to very quickly track back because it did mean that you had um, Barry and McCarthy behind who were going to be outnumbered three to two. Yeah. 
but that press was so successful that I, I don't re- recall any time where we looked particularly at any danger. And those are the kind of things that I just don't think I don't think Moyes had had that in him, and I think you can see it now that he doesn't. Mm. We, we we talked before in other podcasts about how he can't adapt. He can't see. He can't see problems. Yeah, he can't see the game changing, or he can't see how to fix an issue in a game. He just believes that the tactics he set out with are there. To, that's going to win the game or draw the game. And yeah, my my favorite thing about Martinez is the substitutions he makes. They're the same every week. You're three 0 up. He's bringing on McGeady. He's bringing on Delafeu. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> not bad subs to have. No, not at all. I felt I did feel a bit sorry for uh, for Arsenal a little bit, but but. Um, Leon Osman got injured trying to fa- fouling Asanya, <laughs> and that meant that you had to have Ross Barkley come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because he, he'd already tortured them when we played them at the Emirates. Yes. Yeah, it, was, it was just like, it was like, they, like they, some of the players had seen a ghost. <laughs> Let's move on to our final Premier League game of the weekend then. Uh, West Ham won at Liverpool 2, two Steven Gerrard penalties, and uh, a guy DeMille controversial equaliser on a stroke of half time. Not a vintage performance from Liverpool, but a win is a win. Do you think I did? I saw a fantastic tweet today that said, um, "If Liverpool win the Premier League, they should lift it from the penalty spot." I'd love to know how many they've had this season. But the, the irony of Man United fans on Twitter complaining about how many penalties they're getting this season and winning winning by cheating and having refs in their pockets. Come on, you've had it for long enough now. With Liverpool, I think there's a it's like a double-edged sword because I I want them to win the league more than I want Man City or Chelsea to win the league. But you don't but, want Pompey to get that million pounds, Joe. Come on, say it. <laughs> but, I mean, that's one of our biggest. <laughs> but they will be so smug about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you can already see it. The fact that they're nearly there. This smugness is starting to come out that we're Liverpool and whatever else. And I just think that'll be enhanced tenfold if they win the league mm. but then I don't really want City or Chelsea to win it either <laughs> for me I can't help but feel that Man City are the lesser of two evils mm. or three, three evils they're not quite as smug you know, as the others are they what I'd really like is for is for Man City to win it on goal difference again probably from Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> because Liverpool fans would be really annoyed and it would start to um, it would start to to um, discredit some of Man City's title-winning performances. You've only managed to win it on goal difference <laughs> yeah. twice. Come on. I think it comes down to the managers. Pellegrini's been abused by uh, Pardew this season. I quite like Pellegrini. I'm not really a fan of Jose or Brendan Rodgers. Is, I don't know, he's an, he's an odd man. He's doing well, but he's still a very strange man. Come on, Brendan Rodgers is so unlikable. I <laughs> I hated him when he was Swansea boss and they played knocked rings around us in the championship. The fact that he's now almost on the verge of winning Premier League is even worse to take. But um, what do we think to the uh, the West Ham equaliser? Then was it a, should it have been disallowed? Yes. See, I don't think so. Yeah, he slapped him in the face. Yeah, but you're about to watch wrestling, Russ. Yeah, and I am a goalkeeper though as well. I'm, I don't <laughs> like the fact that you can't touch goalkeepers. It's an instant I compl- free kick. I, com- I do completely agree with you, but I do think that anywhere, whether you, there's, a, there's a difference between going up and challenging a goalkeeper and putting your hand in his face. I just think that mm. as a general rule, a hand in the face should probably be a free kick in most parts of the pitch. Yeah, I'm I'll sorry. I'm sorry, but Andy Carroll can't control his feet, so there's no way he can control his hands. <laughs> no way. That header he had in the second half. Did you see that where he smashed against the crossbar? Yeah. He left Glenn Johnson a broken man at his feet after he <laughs> jumped through him. <laughs> He's just such a beast in the air that no team can really handle him. He won every header in this game and he That sounds like conjecture, Ross. That doesn't sound like a stat that you can back up. I'm I'm willing to say that that's one hundred percent true. <laughs> right, I'm I'm looking into it now. <laughs> So, if only Lambert or Carroll could go to World Cup, which one? Lambert. 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 Yeah, I've yeah. always said Carroll, but Lambert, he's just better with the ball at his feet and he can bring other players into the game better. I think, yeah, that's it. It's and he can he score can bring... a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, all, that's Colin's pure, all of Colin's decision, basically, was around that. Can Would I trust him with a penalty? Any way you can get Lampard to the World Cup, Colin's taking it. Absolutely. <laughs> This was an interesting game, though, because 
don't know if you've read in the media beforehand, Andy Carroll had a, not directly, but he had a little bit of a dig at Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Um, so obviously he was brought into Liverpool under a massive price tag by Kenny Dalglish. Yeah. And he said there was a little bit of friction in the dressing room then. And then Brendan Rodgers came in and promised that he'd be playing with Suarez. And then he wasn't. Um, so he felt that he had a point to prove against Liverpool this weekend. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just a thought, really. He did all right. Um, he was West Ham's best player, anyway. But that's not so. Oh, I, I, oh, I do rate that's not Andy saying Carroll. That's not is it? <laughs> Matt Taylor were playing on right wing. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. I think I just wonder how long do you reckon it will be until... Um, until Mike Ashley, who's going to obviously be playing for um, for, New- for Newcastle soon, how long he tries to how long it is until he tries to sell himself to Liverpool for thirty five million pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Just on the quickly before we move on to the football league, the the second penalty from Gerrard was that a penalty? Do you think? No, Adrian got the ball, didn't he? Yeah. Did you uh, Did you hear Brendan Rodgers being interviewed after the game? No, I, I actively tried to avoid yeah, that. <laughs> They uh, they got the big screen out for him to have a look at the replay and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, and and he, he contradicts himself so much. He says uh, he says, well, it's clear that the goalkeeper's got a touch on the ball, yeah. But he's brought down the player, so it's a penalty. <laughs> but if he's surely if he's got a touch on the ball first, then that's a good a good a good tackle or whatever. Yeah, it's a save. Yeah, that 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 works well. That's what he should be doing, the goalkeeper. <laughs> This is Brendan Rodgers who said that Sturridge didn't dive last uh, against Man United, even though he he went to the ground to protect himself from being tackled. I think was what he said. <laughs> My favourite bit in it was when it was before that when Glenn Hoddle talked about it. Was a- analysing it. He got asked whether he thought it was a penalty. Hmm. He managed to say a, a lot of words without answering. The <laughs> <laughs> well done, Glenn. Yeah. But he did point. He said that. Adrian didn't get a good enough hand for it because it would have been going out for if he had it would go out for a throw. I like I was like who does it? Does he think that a goalkeeper's like the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> Hulk smash the ball out of play. <laughs> Did anyone hear uh, Jamie Redknapp swear on TV as well? That's yeah. About this. Naughty boy. Did it? What? Did he literally swear on TV? He yeah. literally did. <laughs> yeah. He said the I can say it. Fuck. We're we're an explicit podcast. We can say what we want. When did he say that? Uh, give me a give me a um, put it in He's, context for me. He said uh, without who were we talking about? He was talking about a team. And he said without a certain player, they've been fucked. Yeah, or something like that. Brilliant. It, me and my friend enjoyed that. He refer, referred to um, who was it? He referred to a player as um, having his head in the tumble dryer. Like that was a, like a normal <laughs> turn of phrase that people use all the time. <laughs> And well, on, the way, on the way to the Newcastle match yesterday, uh, I was listening to to the Southampton game, and uh, one of the pundits on there said um, he's just wiped this the smirk off his eyes, wiped the smirk off his eyes. I didn't know your eyes could smirk. To 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 steal a phrase from Jamie Redknapp, I've literally never heard either of those sentences before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the uh, the football league, shall we? We've got our first promoted team in England this season. Um, congratulations to Leicester. You beat Sheffield Wednesday on Friday, and then due to is it QPR and Burnley not winning, they were promoted. So wasn't it Derby? Uh, oh yeah, all three of them. Yeah, well, yeah. So yeah. wasn't wasn't it wasn't it fitting that, that Leicester got promoted on the same day that, that Cardiff got relegated? Yeah, I think it was the tweet. It's like a nightclub. The Premier League. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One in, one out. <laughs> <laughs> not coming in with tracksuits on, so Nigel Pearson needs to smarten his act up next season. <laughs> <laughs> but you are allowed baseball caps <laughs> apparently but yeah congratulations Leicester they've been the best of a bad bunch this season That's... did you uh, did you see them on Friday night against Wednesday thank you no I was working unfortunately they uh, they looked uh, distinctly mediocre to me yeah. now, I'm not just saying that to my Wednesday fan they have done all season they've just I mean, been better than the rest this... of the shit <laughs> This is the championship we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah the most the most exciting league in Europe, of course. <laughs> they, uh, I, I don't but know. You, you, what you've confused there is exciting excitement for skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. The, I mean, uh, as as Tom told us today, he played in a what was it a seven six thriller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Tom was playing in it, so yeah. What did you think to um, 
less of the season than Colin. They've done all right, haven't they? They've, obviously, they've, they've won the league, but they've not been brilliant. Well, I think it's absolutely deserved, to be honest. They struggled to be um, us twice. D- well, it, it, it's it's all about consistency, isn't it? Mm. Just getting results no matter how you can do it. And to be quite honest, everybody at the start of the season thought that QPR would run away with this league, and it hasn't turned out to be the case. Yeah, it's gone well, um, I had Burnley down to be relegated, um, and there they are in second place. <laughs> so you can't tell the championship. Anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, Millwall beat um, Forest yesterday. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think I could beat Forest on my own at the minute. <laughs> so I, I, I take my hat off to, to Leicester. I mean, they've spent big. They really did need to get promoted this season, uh, and they've done that. Mm. And there was a lot of arguments last season to get rid of Nigel Pearson. Um, a lot of fans wanted him out, I think. Yeah. Um, but they've stuck yeah. with him and they've come up with the goods. I so, think the credit has to go to the club for that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, uh, it's another case. I like to see a manager staying in a job. And uh, yeah, they could have easily got rid of him, but they stuck with him and, it, and, and he's, uh, he's done what needed to be done. Mm. And do you know what? I, I think they could make a, a fight of it in the, in the Premier League like, next year. I think they could stay up. I think they're going to give it a good go. Well, they've got the nudge. They've got a goal scorer to start with. Well, they need a lot more players than that, I think. But, heck, I think they've, they've built a platform now. Um, They've got so... Gary Taylor-Fletcher as a third-choice striker. Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think Nokia will do well. And I think they'll do well to hang on to him after next season, especially if they get relegated. I think he'll be a big uh, standout player for them. But, yeah, they need to improve that defence. Richard Gillat... Um, Where's Morgan? They need to upgrade them too, definitely. Yeah, they're uh, household championship players, aren't they? Yeah, I expect them to be back in the championship next season, probably. Um, any other standout results from the weekend in the championship? Well, we touched on Forest, didn't we? Yeah, um, to Millwall. One, two. Mill- that, that gives Millwall a glimmer of hope. That really does. Um, Joe, you make a great point that, that Forest are all at sea at the moment. Um, Dave appointed uh, Stuart Pearce to be their manager from next season next, though isn't it from next season I don't understand why he's what is he doing is, why doesn't he come in now he's got nothing to lose what happens if they get promoted I mean surely then <laughs> yeah. surely then they'd be looking for a better manager than Stuart Peters rip that contract up yeah I just I just I don't I don't understand that from either party to tell you the truth because the, the, the board don't know what, what league they're going to be in for one no. and and Stuart Peters has got a great chance to get a team promoted to the Premiership, and he's just sort of said, "Yeah, I'll give it a miss." You know, <laughs> I don't really want to get promoted that much. You know, this is going to be like when Harry Redknapp decides to retire because his knee hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I think another game that's worth touching on is obviously a, a game that's close to our hearts. Ross is uh, Wigan beating Leeds one nil. Yeah, we lost again. Um, much better performance by Leeds, though. I didn't watch I it. Thought. I couldn't be asked to get out of bed to watch another defeat. So I stayed in bed. I I did watch the game. Uh, it was it was live on Sky Sports, but it wasn't until I actually watched the Football League show. Yes. Where Steve Claridge made a wonderful point. What? Really? I'm hanging out. First one. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken um, three and a half seasons. <laughs> the the goal that Wigan scored. Um. In the build-up to the goal, uh, a Wigan player and a Leeds player went down. Yeah. And Jack Butland raised his right hand to sort of wave to the ref, sort of free kick or whatever. Right. Then the Wigan player smacks the ball into the back of the net. And Steve Claridge rightly pointed out, if he hadn't have put his hand up in the air, <laughs> he'd, have been able, he'd have been able to save that. Yeah. But because he was faffing around, <laughs> doing stupid things and not concentrating on the game... That's why he failed to save the shot. Now, offline, myself and Ross have had a couple of different opinions about <laughs> who should be in, in goal for for Leeds, and and I'm a Paddy Kenny fan. Me, uh, and I, well, uh, the, I, I guarantee. Oh, no, no, no. Are we Paddy Kenny Steve, would have saved that. Are we taking Steve Claridge's word on goalkeeping? <laughs> he, he was absolutely right. If you see in the highlights, He's, he's I, off balance. I can guarantee you I have not seen the highlights. Yeah, definitely. You play to the whistle, though, for fuck's sake. It's the first thing you get taught as a kid. You don't stop and stand around when you think something's happened. You play to the whistle. Well, Luke Shaw did that for Southampton as well, didn't he? Did you see that? Yeah. He put his hand up for offside when it clearly was, didn't track his man, and then uh, and then they scored from it. Yeah, everyone remembers Fabian Bartes stood there with his hand up like a twat as the ball gets yeah. put past him. 
But what people forget is that the Arsenal back four used to do that all the time with Tony Adams and Steve <laughs> Bolden because they didn't used to turn around. They, I think that sometimes if you, as long as everyone doesn't track their running, you sort of it almost convinces the linesman. That it's <laughs> yeah, it's got to be synchronised giving up on the play rather than just yeah. one year. Exactly. <laughs> like a Spice Girls dance routine. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's a, that's the difference between the North. The Spice Girls have only just reached the North. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I live in the 90s. <laughs> um, my question to you guys is, are, are Bournemouth going to make the playoffs with six games left? Because every week I look, they seem to win. No. The, their minus goal difference isn't going to keep them out there, I think. it's going to be. But they, keep, but they keep winning the games to make up the points. They're going to make who, that up, aren't they? Who are they going to get in, the, in there instead of? I think the four that are there now are going to be the four that are still there. So do I. I'd agree with that. I, I mean, I'm I'm not Nigel Adkins' biggest fan, but I can't see him messing it up at Reading. No. Well, looking at yeah, looking at the points, only it's only Reading that they could possibly catch. Yeah, of the teams that are chasing them, I'd, I'd fancy Ipswich more than the rest because of Mick McCarthy and his experience at this level. Eddie Howe's in um, un, untread waters for himself, really. I think it bodes well for next season, though, for Bournemouth. Mm. Definitely. Do we have any more football? Anything else happening in the Football League? Anyone else promoted or relegated? Yeah, uh, well, just a, a personal one for me. Uh, my hometown team, Rotherham, have secured their playoff place in League One. Oh, good. Yeah, they've, uh, they did it with a second-half hat-trick from Tom Hitchcock, uh, beating Gillingham 4-3, which now means that they're secured in the playoffs at the end of the season. Oh, that was a late, late winner as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it were. Yeah, they they were. There was something like I don't know exactly, but I think there were three goals in the last five minutes or something daft like that. Yeah, it was uh, quite yeah. an entertaining end to that game. Yeah, so uh, so that's good. If they get promoted, we're two successive promotions in a row. That's what successive means. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, just wanted to put that in there as my hometown club. Excellent. And and it's really good news is that for Rotherham, isn't it, Joe? Because they've gone through the the grinder, haven't oh. they? they? They had. Um, administration twice, didn't they? Yeah, more more than more than any other club really that mm. that I know. They've uh, their old owners were tossers basically, <laughs> um, ran them into ground, sold them to some Italian mafia members who use them for money laundering, um, and then and then uh, yeah, then the new guys took over. Tony Stewart built them a new ground, which is a mini Emirates, <laughs> um, and uh, they've gone from strength to strength. Uh, Steve Evans obviously not everyone's favourite football manager. Yeah, quite divisive, isn't he? Um, he gets his ta- gets his tackle out to female stewards and whatnot. <laughs> but um, apart from and, well, the fact that he looks like a Doncaster Market trader as well. <laughs> but apart from that, he seems to be doing everything everything right on football field. Um, all right, let's move on to the bank corner then. Um, we had two wins last week. I won, thanks to Leeds' um, ineptness, losing two games in a week. I returned me £51, and Colin correctly predicted that Andy Carroll would be the first goal scorer in last Monday Night's Football for an £80 return. And what makes it even sweeter, Ross, is that Greg waited until betting corner to tell me that <laughs> history showed that West Ham have a really bad record of scoring against Sunderland. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> So that now puts you going on plus £31. Um, I'm now in second place on minus 27. Greg is in now in third on minus 61. Then Adam, minus 170. And Tom, bottom of the pile, minus 220. Um, so we'll start with Tom. And uh, Joe, you've done a bit for Tom this week, haven't you? I have, yeah. And it's a pure coincidence that my uh, return comes to £220. Yeah. Uh, and 89 pence. So it could be in the, uh, in the green by the end of it. <laughs> um, but... I am so sure of this bet that I've actually put it on myself, um, which is uh, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> so I've gone for uh, Everton to beat Sunderland, um, Southampton to beat Cardiff, <laughs> Chelsea to beat Swansea, Hull to beat Sheffield United, and Arsenal to beat Wigan. Uh, yeah, ten pound returns two hundred and twenty pounds. It does, yeah. Be... I like I like that a lot. Yeah, Tom could be evens at this stage of the season. No, and that would be minus 10. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, minus 10, but still in second place. <laughs> um, Adam, you're next up. What have you got for us? Um, I'm keeping it simple. I'm going for uh, Real Madrid to beat Borussia Dortmund away and 
Atletico Madrid to beat Barcelona at the Calderon in the Champions League, and my £10 returns £70. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, Greg is up next. Um, all I've gone for him is for Pompey to beat Dagenham and Redbridge on Tuesday night, because Dagenham and Redbridge are pushing for that playoff places. So £10 there returns £30. Um, I've gone for a treble of midweek games. I've gone for Spurs, Leicester and Wigan all to win on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, ten, ten over there returns £40. And Colin, what have you gone? You can, you can consolidate your lead, are you? Well, I've gone for two games from two of my favourite leagues. Um, the Barclays Premier League and the Scottish Premier League. <laughs> I, I d- still definitely haven't... thought that was going to be the Scottish Premier League and Scottish Division. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Scottish Premier League, they, they still don't have a sponsor. Um, so, it's just What's Scottish a, Premier what League. What is Iron Brew doing? <laughs> I mean, if you haven't even got a sponsor, you think, just just rock up with 20 quid. Yeah. So, why are we not sponsoring them, Ross? Let's do it. I'm going to get in contact with them. The Man of the Post account has about four pounds. Something in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, we can chuck in some fridge magnets as well. <laughs> well uh, I think you're overselling it. I don't think we need to use all of that four pounds. <laughs> Two pound fifty and three fridge magnets. We can find yeah. anything they get. Anything they, anything they get currently is a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> Especially the hats. Throwing the Steve Bruce mask. <laughs> Maybe. How many? T- how many teams are there in the in the um, Scottish Premier League? I don't even care. Twelve. Uh, Twelve. Yes. So we just need a number. Of, make it so it divides by twelve, so they can all have some. <laughs> so twenty p each. One pound twenty. Let's do that. That'll do. £1.20. <laughs> don't spend it all at once. <laughs> Can you still buy a Freddo for 10p? I don't... I don't Them days are long gone. We could probably, <laughs> probably fund Celtic's Champions League ambitions though, next season. Let's make it enough for a Freddo <laughs> each so they can give it to the man of the uh, player of the season. <laughs> <laughs> all right, come on, Colin. What's your bet then? Okay, so I've gone for Aberdeen to beat Hibs. And I've gone for Arsenal to beat Wigan in the FA Cup semi-final. Ten pounds. You said the Premier League. <laughs> true. Yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> Sheffield never once Premier League. And you and you've gone. To, hold on, you're telling me you've bet on you've bet in Pedantic. Scotland and you're not betting on Celtic <laughs> to win. Uh, the the season now for Celtic and, and also for Rangers as well is over yeah, so I, I, I stay well clear of betting on those at all because they don't need to win Aberdeen can still finish second can't they if if Aberdeen don't beat Hibs then I'm going to say something silly there but I won't <laughs> just in case it happens um, but Aberdeen should beat Hibs uh, Aberdeen versus Hibs and Arsenal to beat Wigan in the FA Cup semi-final £10 returns £28 thank you very much <clears throat> um, I believe we're done for this week, gentlemen. I haven't got a game for you this week. I will prepare one for. What's next. your bet, Ross? My bet. What's your? Yeah. I did mine. Mine was Spurs, Leicester, and Wigan. Oh, I just wasn't listening. No trouble. Thanks for thanks for paying attention. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I was too I was too busy looking for my proof at Bournemouth are going to finish in the playoffs. <laughs> and and I, I reckon you guys are you guys are making it look like I don't know what I'm on about. But Bournemouth have still got to play Reading, Ipswich, Fo- and Forest. <laughs> Three losses, then. That's good. This is happening. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Look at it now. I'm going to look at the odds now. Can you bet on this sort of stuff? You can back them to be in the playoffs, yeah. Let me have a look. <laughs> well, while Adam's doing that, I'll bring the podcast to a close. Um, yeah, so make sure, you, like Colin said, listen out for the uh, the Thursday show, or the, the Friday show as it is. It's released on a Friday with um, Chris, Mark, and Emma, and occasionally Laura, and possibly uh, Joe in the future. We're going to try and get you on there. You're going to go and invade them. That's it. <laughs> uh, you'd have to take part in their predictions league, though. Every week they predict every week, every Premier League game. Let's hope I'm better at that than the uh, betting corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly this week, because I don't want Tom to be on minus ten pounds. <laughs> he barely turns up or listens. So, if it does come in, it's not happening. Yeah, we <laughs> Maybe we just when I don't know, Ross. Maybe put two versions out of this show: one that has. Joe's bit in, another that has it cut out. I'm just going to bleep he, one of the games he said, so Tom will never be able to find out what it was. Or just just fade it down, so we all know what it is, <laughs> but it sounds like it cut out, like we had a bit of a dodgy connection. Yeah, there we go, that's what I'll do. Um, Cheers. No worries, mate. <laughs> if it comes in, we'll credit it with you, though. I mean, we're not belittling, belittling your achievement, Joe, we just don't want Tom to win. No. <laughs> it's because I'm not. <laughs> 
isn't it? That's what it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure you download that podcast on a Friday. Um, we're on SoundCloud, which I think is soundcloud.com forward slash man on the post. And iTunes is where most of you get the podcast from. Make sure you rate and review us. Colin will send you a lovely man on the post fridge magnet. Um, I, th- I think he has to send you one, Joe, because you've been on him more than once now. Oh, marvellous. I think you deserve one. I haven't one. got a fridge to put it on, but it's lovely. You have, some, you have something magnetic in your house, though, surely. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hold on, have we just found another person who doesn't have a fridge? I understand this. Have you got a wood effect fridge, or are you actually proper northern you just put stuff outside in a bag? Hey, that, that's all That's all we need. It's constantly <laughs> drizzly, you're in it. So I have, I have a pantry. I don't know if you've ever heard of these. Oh but... We have, yeah. Yeah, we had to things. explain to Tom and Greg what they were though a few weeks back. I mean, I mean, I have done in books <laughs> <laughs> about the Second World War, <laughs> <laughs> the Pantry Podcast. <laughs> the Pantry's a lovely place. They are nice. I, I don't think any other podcast has had more than one mention of Pantry. <laughs> Almost so. So you're pro- you have every right there, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put that in our tags. See if there's any pan- people that are looking for Pantry podcasts. <laughs> The ratings will go sky high. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that all it leaves is for us to say goodbye. So, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. Goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And goodbye from Adam. Bye. And always remember to have your man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>